personal bank. Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about the most tax efficient ways that you can use your IRA or 401k to pull money out and use it to pay for higher, 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 higher prices, right? Inflation, 9.1, 9.4%. Done a bunch of videos and podcasts on this topic, unfortunately. Uh, it's been a long time since you've had to deal with the threat of inflation, not since the uh, 80s. And I don't really remember the 80s that well, at least the early 80s. I do remember the late 80s, not the early 80s when you know interest rates were you know, 17, 18%. So we're certainly not at that point yet, but the Fed has recently indicated that they're going to raise interest rates another 75 basis points uh, in the next month or so, and uh, rates will probably continue to go up until the Fed feels like they have control you know, over inflation. Fed's been clear and pointed and stated they rather deal with a recession than runaway inflation. So I've gone lots, lots and lots of calls and emails over the last months, but especially the last couple of weeks, honestly, saying, Adam, it's tight. You know, I got money in the markets down 30, 20, 30, 40%. Money in cryptos is down. Um, you know, my jobs so far so good, right? That thankfully unemployment's low, but I'm cautious, right? I'm not doing great. Uh, I spoke to a mortgage broker yesterday who, um, you know, it's like, it's dead, right? I spoke to a bunch of real estate agents, Adam, it's dead. I don't know how many homes are going to sell today. Uh, people are on the sidelines. Um, the, the pricing's just too high and everyone's waiting for the drop. Plus add in the fact that interest rates are so damn high and it's awfully expensive to get a mortgage now, you know, people aren't buying homes. So there's, there's potential um, turmoil and you know, people are just not feeling great. There's tightness uh, in, in people's you know, financial um, feel-good um, you know, mindset. So had questions, how, how do I get into my IRA or 401k if I need it? I may not need it now, but if I need it, what's the best ways to do it? So I said, you know what? I've done some stuff on this, but let me do an Adam Talks on this got a really big audience this podcast and well obviously thanks to all of you i've been doing this for almost a 350 episodes so it's been a while and i love it and um it's a great platform to just hopefully educating people about the power of the retirement system the opportunity to invest in alternatives and also you know some current um events plus um you know updates in the law which um you know i enjoy doing so let's start with the ira you got an ira things are tough what do you do so obviously the first thing you can do is take a taxable distribution, right? If you're under 59 and a half, it's tax and a 10% penalty. Not ideal, okay? Not ideal. You can do a hardship distribution if you can show that you have um, real financial hardship. Um, if you can satisfy a hardship distribution, what you're able to do is you're able to pull the money out without 10% penalty, okay? So you can still pull it out, you still have to pay tax on it, but you get around the 10% early distribution penalty. Okay. So good, better than paying tax and a 10% penalty, but obviously not as good as, um, you know, tax-free. Okay. So 
that's something to remember. And you, you generally have to show um, hardship, right? There's got to be economic hardship, immediate and heavy financial need. There's, there's for 401ks, and we'll get to that in a minute, there's some safe harbor rules, IRAs, um, you know, medical, um, and, and other, uh, you know, financial needs. And you'd have to talk to your financial advisor or self-directed IRA custodian, and, and they'll assist you with that and making sure that you satisfy you know, that hardship. Uh, and the Roth IRA world, if you have made contributions to a Roth IRA, you can pull those out tax-free anytime. So let's say in 2012 to 2018, you put in uh, $5,000 a year. So you have $30,000 of contributions. And now the 30,000 is worth 100. Okay. The 30 you can pull out anytime you want, tax-free, penalty-free. The 70,000 of growth on that 30, that you need to wait till you're 59 and a half. And the Roth has been open at least five years to pull that money out tax-free. So contributions to Roth can be pulled out. Okay, conversions to Roth, you technically have to wait till you're over 59 and a half to pull out, um, but contributions you can pull out. So if you are in a financial despair, if you take a traditional IRA distribution, tax 10% penalty if you're under 59 and a half, Hardship, just tax. Over 59 and a half, just tax. A Roth IRA, contributions can be taken out tax-free at any point. If you are under 59 and a half and the Roth's been open less than five years, it's an and, not an or, it's tax and a 10% penalty on the earnings. Okay, so if you have little contributions, but a lot of earnings, so you did well in whatever investment you did, you really want to wait to your 59 and a half and the Roth's been open at least five years. Roths are gold, right? God, we trust in Roth, we prosper. That's a book I wrote. Uh, so you really want to be patient and not tap into that Roth as long as you can. It's better to tap in potentially, maybe hit the contributions. Maybe you go to the IRA on a hardship, but really try not to touch the Roth because of the immense value of tax-free growth. Now, there's also something called substantial equal periodic payments, where you can do it with an IRA, where you can set up, where you can take out a little bit each year up to your, the lesser of 59 and a half or five years. So until you reach 59 and a half for five years, and you just have to pick, you only can take out a set amount. And it's a small amount that's set by a, a, a formula slash table that the IRS provides. So you can't just say, okay, I want 10,000 this year and 2000 next year. No, it's a set amount, like one, one, one and a half percent. It's a small amount. So sometimes a substantially equal periodic payment solution doesn't really work because if you need just a chunk of money today and it's not steady, throughout the next several years, it's generally not a good solution. So that's the best way to tap into your IRA if you need money. And, and by sense, the IRA can serve as a personal bank account, right? Because obviously it's there, it's growing without tax. That's the power of the retirement system, the power of the deferral. Your money grows tax-free. And every eight years, your money should double, assuming you could gain an 8% rate of return annually. That's the power of compounded returns. That's why the U.S. retirement system is so attractive. Now, obviously, when you pull money out, you leak money out. And that's not ideal. But hey, we all have to do things that we don't want to do, right? Things could get rocky. We saw that in 08, 09. I, I had lots of friends, uh, uh, colleagues in, in law firms that you know, pulled some money out because things were a little shaky there. Um, they were nervous. And, and that's OK. You just want to be smart about how to do it and be tax efficient. Don't just run and take a taxable distribution. Um, unfortunately, not all financial advisors are not tax lawyers. They don't understand the, the tax code. Yes, retirement accounts are products, right? You can buy stocks and ETFs and mutual funds, real estate, but 
It's based off the tax code. IRAs are found in section 408. It's a tax provision. Okay, so you should work with an accountant, tax professional, help you navigate the rules. And hopefully this podcast will help you figure out the most tax efficient way to pull money out of an IRA. Let's move to the 401k world. So obviously you need a 401k. What's a 401k? It's an employer plan. It's established by business. So how do you get out and tap money or use your 401k as a personal bank account? Well, number one, 401ks are a little bit different than IRAs. 401ks, you can't just pull money out anytime you want. With a 401k, you need what's called a triggering event. Generally, you need to be over the age of 59 and a half or leave your job. Okay, so if you're 46 years old and you, you work at company XYZ and you want to pull money out, you can't just take a distribution, even if you're willing to pay the tax and 10% penalty, like you could in an IRA. So that's one of the main distinctions between an IRA and a 401k is the ability to take taxable distributions. So how do you tap into your 401k if you, if you need to? Number one, there's a loan option. And this is probably the best option. IRAs do not have a loan option, whether it's a traditional, a Roth, a SEP, a simple. You cannot borrow a dollar from an IRA. I wish that would change, but the rules are the rules. And the 401k loan is found under Section 72, and it's one of the most popular exemptions to the prohibited transaction rules under 4975C. So D1 is the loan exemption. It allows you to borrow the lesser of $50,000 or 50% of your account value and use it for any purpose. Okay, you can use it for your business, personal expenses, pay off your mortgage, rent, medical bills, go on vacation, buy yourself a car, whatever you want, you can use it for. The only rules is obviously the loan option needs to be available in your plan. Okay, so you, you gotta ask your plan administrator. If you have a solo 401k with IRA Financial, it will be automatically included, so you're all good. It's a five-year loan. Okay, if you wanna use it to buy a primary residence, you could increase that uh, duration to 15 or 30 years. And you, the minimum interest rate is prime, as per the Wall Street Journal, which is now 4.75 as of you know, end of July um, 2022. That will go up, right? As interest rates go up, the prime interest rate will go up as well. Okay, so that's going to happen. So if you want to tap in, this is a good chance because lower interest rate means less money that you pay back your plan. So the nice thing about the solo 401k plan loan or the 401k plan, if you work at a big business, is you get tax-free penalty for use of the money. So if you have 100K, you can borrow 50. If you have 40K, you can borrow 20. If you have 800K, you can only borrow 50. You can use it for any purpose. And you have five years to pay it back. You got to pay it back at least quarterly, but you can pay back weekly or biweekly or monthly. And you're paying yourself back. That's the best part of all this. You are paying yourself back. So instead of paying a bank or a credit card or a payday uh, loan type company that's charging you egregious interest rates, you're charging yourself, you're paying yourself back at a 4.75 rate of return, whatever the interest rate is. You can actually even use a higher interest rate if you wish. Why would you do that? Well, you can push back more money into your plan, right? If you use a 7% or 9% interest rate, you're gonna have 50K loan, for example, plus the interest on that loan. So you're paying yourself back. So in fact, the plan is getting a really healthy rate of return. Maybe it's you know 5%, 6%, 4.75% on the money, and you're using the money tax-free penalty-free for any purpose. The downside is obviously you're capped at the 50,000 or 50% of your account value. 
Also, the downside is leakage. Unfortunately, not everyone can pay back a loan. So you want to be able to just take enough that you need. Now, depending on your plan documents, and why I say depending is not every plan is the same. Solo plan you get at IR Financial will be different than a plan you get at Schwab. Our plan is open architecture and includes all available IRS options. We even allow you to do multiple loans at a time. You can't surpass the 50,000 or 50% account value limit, but you can do multiple loans, even up to 10. So let's say you want to borrow 5,000 this year, or maybe in six months you want to borrow another 12 or eight months later you want to borrow another three. You can do that. And why does that help? Because it will kind of shorten and lower your interest rates payments and allow you to hopefully have better cash flow and make sure you pay back the loan. If you fail to pay back the loan, you're going to pay tax and potentially a 10% penalty on the outstanding amount if you're under 59 and a half and just tax 10 on the outstanding amount if you're over the age of 59 and a half. So the loan, I think, is the number one thing you should be looking at. Unfortunately, if you have an IRA, you'd have to set up a solo 401k to do the loan. And don't laugh. I, I would say in 2009, 2010, 2011, I probably set up hundreds of plans where people just set it up for the loan. They said, yeah, maybe I'll put contributions down the road, but right now I need the 50K, okay? And I have an IRA, I have a SEP IRA. I can't borrow a penny from that. I need to do the loan. Adam, set my business up with a solo K. I'll roll the 100K tax-free from the SEP to the solo K. Bang, borrow the 50K, use it for whatever I need, pay back the plan, win-win. So that to me is the best option. What happens if you don't have a loan feature or you're ready to use the loan and you need more money? So if you're under 59 and a half, the next thing you can do is a hardship, right? And the IRS has put forth safe harbors in 2019 that basically says, you just got to prove that you have immediate and heavy financial need or um, you know, medical conditions, um, or you need to pay um, for, um, you know, uh, repay a loan, a certain um, requirements um, in the regulations that will allow it, such as you know educational costs, um, payments to prevent eviction, funeral expenses, certain expenses to repair damage on a residence, medical care, costs directly related to a principal residence, excluding the mortgage. Okay, like your roof is is damaged and you need the money to fix it, or you know you're going to go under. Uh, things like that. So you can do that. You still have to pay the tax. Remember, not the 10% penalty, but you can do the tax, but you got to satisfy that specific category of hardship. Okay. So not everyone can do that. If um, let's say you just need a little bit of money, um, you may not satisfy the hardship. Although the safe harbor rules have made it easier and, and new laws are proposed and should be passed this year as part of the Secure Act um, and, and various relevant legislation, at least that is connected to it, that will make safe harbor um, and, and make hardship distributions easier to acquire and basically just say, you have to self-certify. So you don't, you don't have to go through, you have to go through the company still, but they don't have to like check your um, bank account and tax returns and, and, and look at your medical bills to, to confirm that you need it. You'll basically just self-certify it. And then I guess the IRS can audit you, but it's just gonna make things easier. So that's good. Uh, but again, you, once the money's out, it's out. It's a distribution. It's not the loan where you're paying yourself back or paying the plan back. It's gone. Okay. So you got to be super careful. You get around the 10% penalty, but you unfortunately can't do the, um, 
you still have to pay the tax on it. Uh, one other thing I forgot to mention in the IRA world, which could also apply to 401ks is a 60 day. In an IRA, you have once every 12 months, not a calendar year, once every 12 months, you could pull money out of your IRA, any amount, and use it, but you got to return it within 60 days. Okay, you can only do it once every 12 months and you can use it for any purpose. You need to return it in 60 days. If you take cash out, you got to return cash. If you take property, you got to return property. So you fail to do so, you'll be subject to tax and potentially a 10% penalty if you're under the age of 59 and a half. Now, in a 401k, you're not going to be able to do that unless you're over 59 and a half because you're not going to have that trigger an event to do the 60 dayer. So if you're over 59 and a half and you have a 401k, you can technically do the 60 dayer if your plan allows for it, but you got to return those funds in 60 days. Okay. So just in sum, the IRA is easier to pull money than a 401k because you don't need to trigger an event, but there's no loan feature. Okay. So you're really dealing with distributions, whether it's tax and a 10% penalty, if you're under 59 and a half, whether it's just tax, if it's a hardship, whether it's a 60 day, you only limit it to that 60 day period, or whether it's a Roth and you can get the contributions are tax-free, but the earnings are still subject to that tax, uh, that 59 and a half and five-year rule. Moving on to the 401k world, remember, you got to satisfy the plan triggering event. You got to be over the age of 59 and a half or leave your job if you want to tap into the money. The loan, the loan, the loan is key. Um, you're paying yourself back. You get tax-free use of the money, penalty for use. It's a five-year. You can pay quarterly back. Interest rates go back to your plan. So it's a win-win. You get to use the money and your plan grows. That to me is the best solution. They haven't increased the, the loan limit in many years, um, at least 25, 30 years. So, and I'm not sure they're going to raise it because the IRS isn't very keen on the loans. Why? They think uh, people abuse it and they don't pay the loan back. And then there's leakage, right? If you had 100K in your 401K, you borrow 50 and you fail to pay back 40, you got 60 left. And, you know, the IRS is actually on our side. They actually want us to save and have a lot of money when we retire for uh, probably selfish reasons. They want uh, probably to lower social security at some point. So they want to make sure that we got enough money in our, in our savings, although it's a private retirement system. It's not a public uh, retirement system like a lot of European countries. So we are on our own. And that is why I do these podcasts. The government will not be taking care of us when we're older. Okay, they will give us some social security. Hopefully that will stick around when I'm older but there's no guarantee. So we need to take charge and take control of our future. And education is the first step, um, right? We don't learn about retirement accounts. I, I went to college, I went to law school. I have a master's in tax law. I practiced law for you know nine years at some of the largest law firms in the world. And not one course, not one set of information, not one book, not one email nothing on how IRAs and 401ks work, okay? The only reason I got lucky got in this business is I helped a client of the law firm I worked at investigate using an IRA to buy a hedge fund. And guess what? I had no idea. And the partners I talked to, no idea. I literally thought that IRAs had to be invested like 401ks and stocks, mutual funds, ETFs. I had no idea. Blown away when I learned. So if I someone with a law degree, not that I'm smarter than you, but I do have a law degree and have a master's in tax law. If I have no idea about how these IRA and 401k rules work, how distribution rules work, contributions, triggering events, loan, alternative assets, if I had no idea and was never educated, how can all of you? It's not fair, right? You guys are 
focused on your job, your families, your profession, your careers, can't know everything, right? I'm a tax lawyer. If you ask me a litigation question, I would have no idea. I've never been to court in my life. If you ask me a securities question, I probably wouldn't know much about it. If you ask me a question on real estate financing, probably wouldn't be the best lawyer to talk to. So it's very specialized. And this is a super specialized area. So hopefully you've listened or you watched this podcast and now you know the most tax efficient ways to use your IRA or 401k as a bank. And hopefully you don't need to, right? This is just a, hey, an in the case situation. But if you need it, the information is here for you. And you can now know the best, most tax efficient ways to tap into your retirement account. Otherwise, I hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And I look forward to chatting with all of you again next uh, Wednesday. Be well and uh, take care.